This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast, episode number five, Las Vegas week, number one. great states of Michigan, Tennessee, and Texas. This is the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Henrich, Justin White, and Josh Wilbur. Welcome, welcome, race fans. The Las Vegas race has just finished, and we're here to talk about it. We are your three hosts. He's wearing a loser's polo with the bald head. He is Justin Henrich. I think they won tonight, but that's okay. He's wearing a beautiful-looking Hawaiian-ish T-shirt. I can't tell. Hawaii. It is Hawaii. Wow, I guessed it. He is Justin White, and I have a bottle of water in my hand. I'm Texas or Josh Wilbur. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him. <laughs> I called myself the dang other podcast nickname. <laughs> uh, like I said, we'll we'll call you Texas sometimes. I mean, that's where you're at. Well, boys, it was another exciting week of NASCAR racing with the full schedule this weekend. Uh, let's just dive right into it. Justin Henrich, what kind of news you got for us? All right, let's go into some uh NASCAR. It was Zay's pick. Oh no! But but um, all right. What happens when you when you pick a name out of a hat? So uh, first off, just a quick on Arca. There were no races this week. However, the Arca series will be racing at Phoenix Raceway, which is going to be coming up this upcoming weekend. So they'll have the Arca Menard Series West and the regular Arca Menard Series, both racing at Phoenix. Wow, they're going to have a busy weekend at Phoenix this weekend. Oh, yeah. But let's get into the truck race. So we had the uh, the truck race, the Bucked Up 200, which is... That's your that's your favorite name, isn't it? It's just a funny name, the Bucked Up 200. Now, I'm going to tell you, it was a crapshoot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the race was pretty exciting, and it just seemed like nobody could stay on the track. There was a lot of cautions. Lots of wrecks. The restarts were just crazy, you know, four or five wide. But there was one truck that dominated pretty much all night, and that was John Hunter Nemechek, and he won the race. And uh, he, yeah, he did really good. He led 94 of the laps, so. Hey, he dethroned uh, the back-to-back winner of Ben Rhodes. Yep, he did. Not only that, but second place was Kyle Busch. So Kyle Busch raced um, this truck race, and it's one of his, uh, hang on, one of his like five starts, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Kyle Kyle Busch is well, he's really good at all racing leagues, but he's really good at the truck races. And here's the cool part: so Kyle Busch owns the number four car of 
John Hunter Nemechek. And so, you know, it was kind of for Nemechek, like, all right, I got to beat the boss. <laughs> and he did. He pulled it off. Kyle Busch could not, could not catch up with him. So, but yeah, so John Hunter Nemechek won with Kyle Busch in second place. Austin Hill was in third. Um, Stuart Friesen was in fourth. Good old Matt Crafton, woo, in fifth place. Zane Smith in sixth. Grant Emfinger in seventh. Parker Klingerman in eighth. Christian X in ninth. And rounding out the top ten was Ben Rhodes. The biggest controversy, I think, happened with Mr. Kyle Busch. Um, some <laughs> people said that he spun around on purpose. Yeah, so... Uh, brought a caution out. So it is... <laughs> Up for debate, which way you want to say that happened? That's true. Kyle Busch got in a little I, bit of trouble. I loved, I loved, I loved the post race comments. Do you want to comment? No, 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 no. And, and he has. And thing is, is that that is that's the more mature version of Kyle Busch. Before he would just run his mouth. Now he is kind of just no. I'm here, so I don't get fine. No, no. Which people call that immature. I call it signs of him actually growing a little bit. Well, what happened was, uh, I believe, a, t- a tire went down while he was racing, and he was trying to get into the pits, and then by spinning, whether it was on purpose or by accident, it brought out the caution. So instead of going a lap down, he was able to get in and stay in the lead lap, and he was able to get all the way to second place. Um, if he hadn't spun out and the caution didn't come out, he would have been a lap down, and he definitely wouldn't have finished second. And then the reason he's probably keeping his mouth shut, whether he purposely did it or not, is... In the past, I th- there was someone that admitted to doing it or they spoke about it to where NASCAR thought they admitted to doing it and they penalized and fined them and all that. So he's just covering his butt by just, no, I'm not even going to talk about it. So, And, I mean, when a tire goes down, I think it was a, one of the rear tires that went down. That's 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 hard to keep. I mean, that's the only two, two uh, tires that are actually propelling that truck. So, And they're, they're pretty much locked up and firing at the same speed. So, I mean, it, it would be pretty easy to spin that thing around. Yeah, truthfully, he was down on the apron when he spun. I mean, I don't know if debris went somewhere, if it was even necessary to throw the caution, but NASCAR did, so Kyle Busch took advantage of it, and he raced his way from the, the tail end of the lead lap all the way to second place, so it was it was pretty impressive on his part. But, yeah, there were just a, just a ton of cautions. And that's usually the truck series, though. They're... I said they're still learning. That's the lower tier of the three. So hey, they're still they're still learning. There were still looks like twenty three trucks that finished on the lead lap, but it just seemed like caution, caution, caution. Like guys, stay on the track. And <laughs> poor Haley Deegan got caught up in an accident, but she still managed to finish twenty eighth. She's been caught up in accidents in pretty much every race so far. I feel bad for her because she she does good, and then all of a sudden, just one wreck and. She's out. <laughs> Sometimes you get caught up in it, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. it. Just happens. That's what happens, especially when you're in the middle of the pack. That always seems to be, you know, if you're in the front, there's you don't have the traffic where someone gets an accident, you're gonna get taken out. If you're way behind, usually you have time. Yeah, you'd to be get surprised. I don't know. When you're in the middle, it seems like that there's is someone the I was prime watching spot. Last night, and I racing, and they were up near the front, and they got taken out in a wreck. Not mentioning names on that one. I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, physical racing in the NASCAR series. <laughs> but I'm just saying, hey, the I'm middle just saying, of the pack. It, it seems doesn't matter to be the if rough. you're in the. It doesn't matter if you're in the top five, the top ten, the top twenty. An accident's going to happen no matter where. Well, look, look at Daytona. 
Daytona, the first two cars wrecked. It huh. took out half the field with it on the final. Well, I mean, I guess the final lap, but still, it, you know. I want to use super speedways as an example. Oh, it, that wrecks a wreck, right? Normal. A wreck is a wreck, no matter how small. <laughs> <laughs> I still think a normal speedway is when you're in the middle of the pack. And, it was, and it's happened, I believe, on towards the restart, too. That's just where everything's just getting shuffled around, and it's crazy. So, But you know what? She will keep learning every single race. So, I, think, I, bet, I bet the truck series is a little harder than she initially thought it would be, considering oh. how well she did in ARCA. And I'm sure it's that way for everyone that comes up. Uh, the truck series is the top echelons of you know of you know, the top one of the top three tiers. So you either you got it or you don't, and if you don't, you're going to be shuffled out quick. Yep. So. But it was a really good, exciting race. Yeah. And um, it's very interesting on at Vegas how important tires are. This is where you're, the tr- this is one of the tracks where you're really seeing you know old tires versus new tires and pit strategy and um, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Like I said, just those, those restarts were crazy. Again, with you know four or five wide and everyone <laughs> shuffling all around, but it was a it was a really good race. I stayed up late watching it because I had ended up having to record it, and then I was like, "Ooh, it's late!" But it was it was definitely worth it. A really good finish. Like I said, I, I'm really enjoying the truck series. It's fun because, like I said, this is like the first level when people come up from Arca where they start their their career and then they move up to Xfinity and then the Cup series. But um. And then, let's see, point standing-wise, I believe I have the updated point standings here. So by pure points, John Harnimacek is first, with Ben Rhodes second, Sheldon Creed third, Matt Crafton fourth, and Chandler Smith is fifth. And the truck series is off next week. They actually will not be racing until Saturday, March 20th. They will be at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Woo, 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 woo. Yep, that is be the second oldest surface in NASCAR. Is it? Yeah, I, I think Auto Club is older, but they're not racing at Auto Club, so. So, uh, so you're saying that's the oldest this year? Yeah, it'll be yeah because last time Las Vegas was paved was 2006. So you're talking that track's what 15, 16 years old, which is ideal for good racing. There, you know, the surface has to be worn in for good, right? Good solid side by side racing. Um. You know, such as Homestead, Miami, you can see that progressive banking played off, but the last time it was done was 2003, was at Homestead. So, of course, like I said, Atlanta was ni- is 1997. This is it, Tires are going to be key at wow. this race. And ma- maintaining your tires, keeping them, you know, underneath your truck, wow. car. Yeah, 1997. There's some seams That race in there. is older than my son. <laughs> the pavement. There's some seams in, in, in Atlanta. <laughs> I swear they're probably two to three inches, and they filled them nothing with tar. So you can see, and it, of course, they say it expands in tracks with the heat. So normally when they run, which is around September, you know, the the expansion joints, are, the joints aren't that wide. Um, they're actually really small because it's, you know, so hot, everything's kind of, but when it's cold like it is now in March, guarantee you that sticker's going to be two, an inch and a half, two inches thick, you know, wide, at least. There's some wide grooves there. So we're going to see. It's going to be interesting. Yep. So, but yeah, they're off until the 20th in Atlanta and then. It just makes me smile when I see the race after Atlanta. It says Bristol Motor Speedway. <laughs> that is going to be an interesting we'll, race. We'll get to there in a few weeks. Yep. All right. Well, Justin, I'll let you tell us a little bit about um, how everything finished up in the Xfinity Series. Xfinity Series. Got to pull it up on my, my good old tablet here. All right. So 
the Xfinity Series was an interesting race. They these guys had to really manage their tires. I think there was I can't remember exactly how many cautions, but we'll 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 run through the top ten real quick. Um, tenth was Jeb Burton. Um, ninth was I do not know this Burton. Hang on, is it Harrison Burton? Is that yeah. the name? Harrison Burton. Yep. Burton's gone. I just I'm looking at just says H Burton, so I've got to kind of pay attention here. Um, let's see here. So that was ninth, eighth was um, Justin Haley. Seventh, which was a really surprising seventh, was Josh Berry. Um, sixth was Michael Annette. Fifth was Noah Gregson. He's still having good runs, even though he got wrecked. Fourth was Austin Cindric. Third was Brendan Jones. Second was Daniel Hemrick. Another second place finish by Daniel Hemrick. Another one. That's that's impressive. Consistency. And one of my favorite drivers, the one and the only, A.J. Allmendinger, the dinger, finished first, <laughs> and he won. Yep. He was, uh, he was pretty he darn was excited emotional. when he won, too. Yeah, he he says running for uh, his the his team that he runs for. I believe it's who is it? Who's he run for? Was he AJ Allmendinger? Colleague Racing. Yeah, Matt Colleague yeah. is his owner. Yep. He's he he he. All he wants to do is win for that that guy, and you could tell I on his victory celebration how how you know how excited oh, yeah. he was to win for him so you would yeah you would have thought he just won the championship real I mean, quick it was, yep. it was awesome i love when they get so emotional and excited about the wins which they should be i mean that's that's huge yes real quick if i may uh watching our facebook feed i see that our friend rick moore is watching us hi rick uh, if you guys have any questions or want to know anything from us, just ask us, and we will do our best to answer. Yo, if we get enough, we'll make a segment called Ask the Three NASCAR Sort of Experts. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll shorten the name of that segment down, I'm sure, too. Oh, yeah, we'll find a new name for it. And eventually we'll... <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't use Ask the Idiots because that's already taken. That's already taken, yeah. Plus, we're not idiots here. But, um, yeah... Eventually, when we have a better schedule, we'll kind of post earlier when we're going live, too, so people actually know. We're working on the schedule. With my eye racing and Justin's kickboxing and Josh's... um... Having to go to bed early all the time? Jeez. Yeah, I know. Jeez, he's up at like 4.30. You have a job, Josh? I'm sorry. I got to get up at 4.30, okay? (laughs) Um, So just running through the the standings really quick... Um, We'll just run through the top five. We got f- uh, first is still leading the points is Austin Cindric. Second is Daniel Hemrick. Third is Brendan Jones. Jeff Burton. I mean, sorry, Jeb Burton. My bad. And fifth is Jay um, Justin Haley. Of course, Almendinger moved up to six. That was a pretty big jump for him. And now he's running for points in the Xfinity Series, which is, like I said, I'm I'm kind of excited for him. I, mean, I really like to watch that guy race. He he's become a re- he used to be called a road course a road course ringer, but he's become more of an old guy here lately. He's he, I just ever since he had his little issue with um, popping positive for PEDs and Adderall, I you know I, I'm I kind of been pulling for him. So Man, he's he... been back in what seven? No, not seventeen, fifteen, fourteen for a couple of races. So he ran a very good race. The race yep. was really entertaining. Lots of lead changes. Um, they didn't have as many cautions and wrecks in that race, but um, still, when they did have restarts, it was pretty crazy. The biggest thing I noticed, especially in the Xfinity race, was just all about the tires and the tire wear. Um, I don't know how how many sets they're allowed to have, but I think it's six. 
Well, like Austin Sindrick, for example, had to get an extra set at some point because they got a flat, and so he was having, I mean, he basically ran out of tires by the end of the race. And I was listening to his radio during the race, and it was kind of interesting hearing them talk about that and their plans and are they going to have to put scuffs on and how they're going to do it all. So um, he didn't quite have the grip he wanted. You could tell he's a little frustrated, but he still got a five, five sets of tires. Okay, five sets of tires. Yep. So, yeah, you, truck gets nine and truck gets four. That they do that for cost savings is what they do it for. Okay, so the cup has more than enough tires for the most part, but oh yeah, yeah, because they they can spend the big money. But a lot of these smaller teams only bring four or five sets. You know, yep. you'll see the, what they call the starting parks. They they will start on the same set of tires that they brought from like two weeks ago. So, you know, that's just what they do to make the money to keep racing, have some fun, try to build their you know their size. So. The other thing that's interesting, too, is they were talking about how they have to lay the rubber on the track before you really get the grip and the tire wear is better. Um, and they used, going back to the trucks quick, they are showing Matt Crafton's tires after the first pit stop, and it was all worn down on one of the sides. But then after the next pit stop, it wasn't near as worn down because there was rubber already laid on the track. It's just very interesting when you think of all the strategy and stuff that goes into it. But, yeah, yeah the, there was a lot the tire of... tire grooves don't come in until the rubber's laid down, so... Yep. And there was a lot of... Um, pit strategy in vegas going on so i'm sure yeah. again i'm sure some um crew chiefs rolled the dice but to get paid for yep so but, but um but, um what i think they're next where's their next race at let's see um they're at they also I have the week off. i think they're at phoenix yeah no they're at phoenix oh, they they? yeah they're at phoenix yep they don't have the week off they're at phoenix <laughs> yep they race on saturday at 5 30 so they'll have at Phoenix. Phoenix will have Arca going, and then they'll have Xfinity in the Cup. Yeah, no trucks, and they it used to be called ISM, or and then they finally went back to Phoenix. Of course, they did move the start finish line at Phoenix. Um, it's no longer where it, you you was for many many years. They moved it over into the tri that what I like to call that tri oval dogleg area. So, going to be interesting. That track's still still wearing in from some of the repavings here the last couple of years. So. I, I do have to say, I, I believe it is Phoenix that has the best start-stop finish because they got the cactus. <laughs> yes, yes. I give it to them. They're not as lit up as Texas. Sorry, I, I, I like the light-up cactus. When they go big in Texas, they go big. I think every single fence post around that entire racetrack is lit up for cautions and green flags, and it's really neat to see. <laughs> so when they light it up, they light I it can, up. I can vouch for that. Yeah. Light it up. Boop, boop, Texas, and, of course, fire. I think they got the biggest. Big well, you know, they... We do. It, it takes up almost the whole track. It's called Big Hoss. Yep, Big Hoss. Yep. Charlotte tried but to follow I can, suit. I can, I can vouch for that because I was there. Makes it interesting sitting in the stands and listen to it. And actually, we, we were watching this race on this giant TV on the back stretch, on the front stretch, stuff, you know, on the you know grandstands in the front because they've taken all the back, all the, you know, um, speedway, you know, on the, um, oh, what do they call that? Stretch, or, stretch track. Um what are you out of turn two, they yeah they took they uh, basically out of tier two all the way to the turn three and four they've taken all the grandstands out and they used to pack them full but I guess they're trying to put everything everybody on the front stretch now back stretch that's it back stretch the front stretch the back stretch yeah Ooh. next year next year we gotta get you guys down to Texas for a race be fun it would be. I like mile and a half because you can see almost everything I mean everything I Not just cool like races Bristol, but. <laughs> So, cup side. 
All right. Well, the NASCAR, like I said, just finished the Pennzoil 400, which is a very basic race name. I, I like bucked up better, but in mm-hmm. uh, 10th place was the number 43, Eric Jones. Number nine, the number 22 car of Joey Logano. Eighth place, the number 24 of William Byron. The seventh place car, the number 20 of Christopher Bell. Sixth position, the number 19 of Martin Truex Jr. And fifth place, this was Justin White's pick for this week, the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Oh, just fancy cars to be strong. And fourth position, the number, the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. And third place, the number 18, Kyle Busch. And second place, I believe this was uh, Justin Hendricks' dad's pick, the number two of Brad Kislowski. Or was your brother's pick? One of the two. I got confused. And the winner, the winner was the returning Kyle Larson in the number five. And he didn't just win. He pretty much dominated that race. He led a lot of laps. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite driver, Mr. Larson. I thought that was really cool how he he's been up front all season, and then he finally just took just proved why he deserves to be in NASCAR. I mean, he he's been having great runs. So, well, you knew especially By driving the, way, the number like our five. Rick is back on Facebook Live. Hi, Rick. <laughs> Especially driving the number five car for Hendrick Motorsports, he knew he would—he was going to be able to do some cool stuff with that equipment. Even Josh's dog agrees. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Brad Kowalski—he always does good at Vegas. So again, another solid finish for him. Kyle Busch kind of was surprising because, truthfully, he really didn't do that good most of the day, and then all of a sudden, bam! There he is, third place. That's what Kyle Busch does, though. Sometimes you think he's out, you forget about him, and then there he is. Super consistent. That's kind of how Kevin Harvick was for most of this year. You don't hear his name, and then somehow he's in the top five at the end of the race. Yeah, he had a a rough race today, He had a bit of a difficult week this week. Yep. Well, uh, that's going to happen. I still think this will later be his year. He's doing the opposite, where like last year he started out on fire and then cooled down the playoffs. He's doing it the right way. He's just going to be kind of um, quiet during the beginning of the year, and by the time the playoffs comes, he'll be he'll be doing good. So, uh, I don't think they have the the results updated for the. Ah, I can't think what I'm trying to say. The standings, the standings just yeah. Then anyway, well, yeah, the race literally just ended. So, but um. Yeah. No, this this race you can it's really interesting watching the different leagues, you know, from trucks to Xfinity to the Cup. You can see the some of the talent difference when it comes to the restarts and not near as many yellow flags or incidents. In fact, I I was hoping there'd be more incidents so my fantasy guy could move up cuz that's what he was going to need. Um There was a there was one instance I think on a restart where they went 2 to 3 laps where it was 3 wide too deep basically the entire lap around it was impressive so especially on that that track with its banking and whatnot that's kind of really impressive yep and um look at michael mcdowell he actually was up front quite a bit of the day he did end up one lap down but so did 
everyone except for yeah, only a lot 14 of cars. Lap down. There were only 14 cars that ended on the lead lap. How crazy is that? So, but um, yeah, overall it was a it was a pretty good race. And then I was excited to see Ryan Blaney finally have a good solid finish. He did good all race. As I, you know, me being a Blaney fan, I was he had some disappointing finishes the last few races. So I think he's getting his speed back, and we'll keep seeing him in the top five, top ten. We'll see a few victories down the road. Truex Jr. had a, another good race, although him and um, Hamlin were, I think, getting on each other's nerves for a little bit, even though they're teammates. Although, as Clint Boyer and Jeff Gordon pointed out, these days when your teammates in um, NASCAR, it's a little different than other sports. It's more like teammate-ish. Yeah, look at Keselowski and uh, Logano. Yep. I, I still don't know if they've talked to each other since the Daytona 500. They haven't. They've not. They still haven't talked. They don't want to. I do got to say, though, um, Joey Logano, I really enjoy when he does. He was in Xfinity doing the in the booth for the race with um, Kurt Busch. I like Bush, him in the booth. And they both did a really good job. Kurt Busch and I thought did a good job with Joey Logano. Kurt Busch cracked me up because you know how they will call the cars and be like, you know, hey, Austin Sendrick, it's Kurt Busch up in the booth or whatever. He was talking to someone, and then he basically gave the guy a pep talk, and it cracked me up. And, he, <laughs> and when he was done, he's like, I kind of just coached you, didn't I? And they laughed about it. It was kind of funny. But, um, no, I, I was a... really enjoyed Joey Logano in the booth. I think Kurt Busch does a great job. I, I think Daniel Suarez might be in the booth next week for Xfinity, but I'm – I'm really enjoying it as they have these NASCAR drivers come on in. Uh, they said uh, Suarez was going to be in the booth next week for Xfinity, but I don't know if that's maybe for the Spanish version or because f- because uh, Boyer said he doesn't speak much English, or at least he doesn't speak Boyer's English, which is pretty redneck. So mm-hmm. yes, very redneck. Well, Boyer said driver but, uh, meetings. There was there's one point there's. There was one point in the race today where they tried to get a hold of Larson after the stage two, <laughs> and they pretty much just reported that 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 they were having issues with Kyle Larson because his radio was too far away, so they couldn't hear him, and they tried to dial up Kyle Larson, and so they couldn't hear him, so Boyer was just kind of making up his own interview, and he's like, yeah, thanks for everything. Like you guys just said, they can't <laughs> hear him, yet you're trying to radio him. Yeah, uh, Boyer's hilarious. That. They asked the stupid the reporters asked the stupid questions, and I and I know they're trying to do their job. Like it's like, how'd the car feel? Um, felt great. What else do you want me to tell you? It looked loose there in four. What what did you do to save it? Um, I turned the steering wheel. That's what I did. They're expecting them to go. I, I pushed the throttle thirteen percent and the brake five percent and adjusted the wheel by twelve percent to the west. To, you know, I mean, what do you want? What do you? I mean, I mean, yeah, he saved. It. Okay, great. That was a great save. I don't they know. need to lead those questions into something else. I just really enjoy Clint Boyer in the booth, and he makes Jeff Gordon better in the booth, even. And yep. um, they're just a great team up there. Like they, they I, like I, I talk about it every week, but they, every week I laugh. I'm like, these guys are hilarious. <laughs> they make I the love race. How they rib on each other during the pre-race stuff. <laughs> like they went to the dirt track, and Boyer's like, "Here, I got some of Jeff's pantyhose," and he puts it over his beer so he doesn't get dirt in the beer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, they had the Vegas um. What Jeff Gordon was DJing things, skit, and Michael Waltrip was there on the track too, which he's always funny as well. I like well, Michael. I'm, I've met him in person. When when they say he wears sneakers, yes, he does wear sneakers with his suit. <laughs> it is very very interesting to see him wear just regular Nike bright Nike shoes with his suit. 
don't know. I think I, I just feel NASCAR. I think uh, maybe a season or two ago might have hit a low, but I think they're definitely on their way back up. I'm really happy with everything they're doing. Yeah, they're doing really, really good. Really making progress. Yep. So. But yeah, so yeah, unfortunately, like Josh said, I don't think they actually have these standings updated yet. I'll refresh one more time just in case. But nope, they still. Well, we can tell everybody who was. We can tell everybody who was picked. Well, we can tell everyone that. Well, I'm talking about the Cup Series standings. We can tell everyone this. Um, oh, sorry, I thought you were talking about the fantasy. My internet's kind of crappy right now. Yep, Kyle Larson will be in the playoffs. We know that. Yes, we do know that. So, but yeah, I think it's time we go into um some fantasy racing now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, same. Actually, ESPN, ESPN has them updated. Do you? All right. You yep. can, if you want to read the cup standings quick, and then I'll... I'll read the top five. Um, fifth is Denny Hamlin. Fourth, William Byron. Third, Michael McDowell. Second, Christopher Bell. And the leader is Kyle Larson because of his big stage points. Yay. Good job, Kyle Larson. Now, that's unofficial. This yep. is what ESPN posted. This is all unofficial until at least Tuesday. That's okay. All of what we said is unofficial until Tuesday. They still have to inspect some cars, too. So, Kyle Larson is the theoretical winner, but until they get the car inspected, there is no technical official winner just yet. All right. And then, um, so, yeah, in, in fantasy, they'll go over the picks first, and I don't have the exact updated standings, but I have an idea of what they will be. So... All right, so Chuck, he decided it's time to put a big gun out there because we we should mention Chuck is your dad. Yes, he he he's way back there. He's he has been using some lesser known drivers, and so he decided to go with Brad Kozlowski, and it paid off big time for him. So he, uh, I think he actually ended up with like fifty four points. He has more points from Brad Kozlowski than all three of his drivers put together. So. <laughs> That that was definitely a good one for him. Um, Josh had Eric Jones and now tenth place. I would like to point out I I put it on our I put it on the I want to go fast racing podcast Facebook page. I didn't know who to pick, so I wrote down a bunch of drivers' numbers, stuck them in a hat, shuffled them up, and picked randomly. And I picked Eric Jones. Yep. So his success isn't based on any kind of talent or skill besides picking a number. But hey, we'll give it to you. Hey, I let fate decide this week, and I got a top 10 out of it. Unfortunately, my son did not quite get the same results. <laughs> well, let's see. I'm, I'm My strategy is trying to use some of the you know not as good racers and hope to get some good races out of them. And I've done good for the three races, but I picked Justin Haley. And although he did great in Xfinity, he, he had a rough day. He finished 29th, which is better than last. But, you know. Yeah. Um, Justin, he, Justin White picked Ryan Blaney. Great pick. Ended up fifth place. My brother, he also is still doing the, you know, he wanted to pick someone that's not as good. Went with Ross Chastain. He got 23rd place, which really, that's not that bad out of Ross Chastain. So he's still, you know, working on improving his skills and learning NASCAR at a couple series level. And then Zay. Oh, poor Zay. Uh, he, uh, so let me, let me tell the story if I can. All right, go for After it. After I did mine, I did it about eight o'clock this morning. I did mine. And then I went to my son who was still asleep. And I was like, Hey, who do you want to pick for the race? Uh, 
All right. Well, here, I got a hat full of random numbers if you want to pick. He picks, pulls it out, and it was the number 23 of Bubba Wallace. And uh, he didn't remember doing that until I showed him the video. And he's like, when did this happen? I go, 8 o'clock this morning. He goes, I don't remember that. I was like, well, you were asleep. And uh, I go, do you want to change it or do you want to keep it? He goes, I'll keep it. Yeah, he wishes he changed that. Well, I mean, Bubba, though, was at one point dead last, and he did end up with a 28th place finish. So it could have actually been a lot worse. So he was still able to make some points. Yeah, but I have a feeling he might not be first no more. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, how it will? I don't. Again, I don't know the exact point difference, but I can already tell you how it's going to shake out. Is Josh will be moving to the first position, and then Justin White will be moving to the second. Zay will be down to third, and then the I will be in fourth still, and my dad will be in fifth, probably getting closer to me, and then my brother will still be in last. Yeah, but your brother still got a buttload of real good names to pick later down the road. Yep. He does. So do I. <laughs> Again, well, it's so do I. It's all it's all stra- well, I guess we all still do because there's a lot of drivers left. But it's interesting because, you know, I was looking at like all the drivers in the entry list and there are some where it's like, where am I gonna pick these guys? Because it's just gonna be luck. Because some people just don't have the you know, the same equipment that other people do. I think it's the oh. super speedways. That's where I'm gonna that's where I'm going to use some of the lesser-known drivers just because anyone can win a super speedway. It's a crapshoot. Well, like I said before we started, I'm pretty sure I know. Well, actually, I know who I'm picking for the Bristol Dirt Track. I know who I'm picking for the road course in Wisconsin. And the other thing is, you know, like Austin Sendrick's going to race a few more cup races. So when some of the elite talent in Xfinity comes up, that's good, good to jump on them. And then, if you know, if... You know, Jimmy Johnson comes back for a race or two or something like that. So, you know, the one-off or two-off races. So there'll, there'll be a lot of opportunity. And these rookies, as younger drivers, as the season goes on, are going to get better and better too. So, so much strategy in fantasy racing, especially when you can only pick one driver for the whole season per race. But, all right. Well, that's Vegas. Uh, we got Phoenix coming up. I am. Uh, <clears throat> So let's take apologize to the people who are watching us live, if you can even hear it. Um, we're having some issues right now. So it's coming and going. It's got to love Comcast. They absolutely suck. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I, don't care. I live I live in Tennessee. Come see me, Comcast. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, you're not the only one with issues. My internet is unstable and it keeps freezing on me. So sometimes I might not. I might be a little slow or late to the conversation, but. I'll I'll upload the more the real completed version here tomorrow or next day. Ah, uh, first world problems. It's still, <laughs> yeah, it's still kind of hitting or missing right now. It's all over the place. Got to love Comcast. Okay, anyways, moving on. But, all right, so for Phoenix Raceway, you know, you got your um, Kyle Busch who, you know, over the last several years, well, five seasons average, finished a 2.9. So, you know, if you want to take the big names, that's a good one. Kevin Harvick does really good. Phoenix, you know, average finish of fourth. Um, Denny Hamlin, average finish of 10th. Kyle Larson, 11th. So, obviously, you, you got your Chase Elliott. He's good. Did you find my cheating page? Did I find your cheating page? He found my cheating page. Well, there goes my picks. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going. I'm just looking Damn. at um, yeah, some of the uh, the better drivers. My dark horse. Yeah. My dark horse for next week would be Cole Custer, who um 
he finished there ninth last year, and he's done pretty good at Phoenix and other in other leagues he's raced in as well. So that will I, I mean I will I never make my pick official, but that actually probably will be my pick for next week is Cole Custer. So that's what I'm leaning towards right now. What well, about I'm, you guys? I'm, Who are you thinking? I'm thinking you know Eric Jones is a dark, good dark horse pick. I mean he he did really well in 19 and then 20 he struggled a little bit, but you know, he's got that new team. He's on you know had a pretty good finish today. He's on he's on a hot streak. So I'm you know, of course, how can anybody count out Kevin Harvick at Phoenix? If you're counting out Kevin Harvick at Phoenix, you are barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> you can't. He'll be on my um DraftKings fantasy. That's where I mean, you get to pick like five drivers. I I didn't do as good today. I don't think as I had hoped. But even though I did, he hasn't pick the finished winner. lower than ninth in his last six years at Phoenix. Huh, that says back. something, guys. I did win a dollar fifty today. Hey, winning some money. Well, because nice. I, I Kyle yeah. Larson, I Kyle Larson who finished first, and Brad Kozlowski who finished second, and Logano who finished ninth, uh, McDowell seventeenth, Harvick twentieth, Joey Gase was thirty fourth. But if Harvick would have been the top ten like I thought he would, I might have even gotten a little more. But I'll take that. And they haven't updated last year's stats. They only have one Phoenix race on here. They don't have two. They don't have the second one because. You know, Chase Elliott, I mean, he, he had a clutch win there for, to win the championship last year. So, uh, you know. yeah. Of course, you can't, can't right now, Alex Bowman and his crew chief, they are meshing. If you're picking for t- fantasy where you got to pick more than one driver, if he's not in your lineup right now until he goes cold, you're you're missing out because he's hot. He's on a hot streak. Same as Christopher Bell. He's on a hot streak right now, too. So you got to have those guys in your fantasy picks. But I'm going to put my pick this week, and I'll go ahead and announce it now because I'm proud of it. Is going to be in the number six, Rocket Man. All right, old school Rocket Man. I think he is going to do really well at Phoenix. So I'm choosing the Rocket Man. I can always get behind Ryan the six Newman. car. And if you don't know why he's called the Rocket Man, he used to qualify on pole like every other weekend back in the early 2000s, middle 2000s. It was like, who's on the pole today? Rocket Man, Rocket Man, Newman. Yep. We have yeah. an inside joke with between me and my dad. Um, we used to go. Hello, Newman. You know, kind of like from <laughs> Seinfeld. So it's interesting. So yeah, that's that's my pick this week is the Rocket Man, making it official. All right, I'm thinking Cole Custer, Rocket but mine's Man. not quite official because you know sometimes I do my research and change my mind. But well, Josh, what names are you putting in a hat this week to draw from? I, I I'll do research. <laughs> I'll do research and I'll look it up. And, and then if I can't in... decide on somebody, I'll just put it in a hat and go for fate again. All right, you should let Zay maybe pick this time. <laughs> I want to go well, fast racing podcast. Go subscribe and watch because Josh will put a video up there if he's going to pull it out of a hat. Now, if you want to watch him pull it out of a hat every week, other than a few weeks he already has selected, I may put a poll up and see how many we, people we get to make Josh just start picking randomly out of a hat. Watch, he'll probably end up winning. I will gladly randomly pick out a hat. I don't care. I really don't. I mean, and, he'll, and what's sad is he'll probably do better than all of us, even though we sit there and think about it. Because I'm an overthinker. I like to overthink right here. I'm like, oh, that guy, that guy. That's why I'm making my choice. I mean, you might care a little bit, Josh. Minutes after the well, end of the, the race. There's money like, on the line. Like the like the photo I sent you guys. You can verify. I did not have a. I did not have any big names in that photo. Pretty much. Okay. Except so, I think for Kirk <clears throat> Bush and Kyle Dibben, or, Sorry, Matt Dibendetto were like the only two bigger name guys I had on that list. Everyone else was kind of lower tier so we'll give you some credit you actually do put some thought into it you just can't decide on the i couldn't decide research. this week i there didn't know we if go. i wanted to go with one of those two or if i wanted to go with the lord 
a lower it, tier guy. You got to really pay attention. You got to find the people on our hot streaks. I mean, because usually, like for instance, Michael Waddell. I mean, look, look. I mean, top tens except for this race here, just by winning the Daytona 500. If he wouldn't have won the 500, he'd probably be mid 15th, 16th top car. But you know, when NASCAR, when you get on a streak, you're on a streak because your team's pumped up. You're ready to go. You, you I mean, your team's practicing, better practicing. You know, it's just. It get it's it's big motivation. It's kind of like when a when a football team or a hockey or a baseball team when they get on a roll, it you know they're rolling. I heard it's multiple hockey references this weekend, which is was exciting. Yep. My my only thing is I don't want to get to like the championship race, be within maybe ten points of winning, and have to rely on like Corey. No offense, I don't have to rely on like Corey <laughs> LaJoy or somebody to or, help uh, you win it. Yeah, Reed Sorison, Joey Gay, Timmy Hill. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't want to re- rely on those guys. I want to save the bigger name guys for like later down the road. Yep. So yep. much strategy involved. Because yeah, that summer swing, that is a even Dale Hart Jr. on his podcast a couple weeks ago, he said that summer swing is a grueling summer go. I mean, it's <laughs> you're already tired of racing at certain points. You're happy to race, but you're tired of it. It's you know because you're tired of traveling. I mean, thirty six weeks to race. That's a long season. That's a, one of the longest seasons other than. Hockey or ba- basket, baseball or basketball. I mean, it's a long season. Yeah, so, it might be the longest actually. You yeah, start in February, go, you end in November. You have yeah, two months have a off. Couple off weeks too. Yep. Yep. There, no. Yeah. Even hockey, it goes from September to June, July, August. Uh, you might have. You probably have a little extra off in hockey, but maybe a month or so. But yep. Yep. That's it's good though. My favorite sports go almost year round. Thank goodness. Yes. Yes. Because those people that love football, I mean, I like football, but that's probably number three. But you get like half a year off. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Well, that's true because they only get like 19, 20 weeks. Yep. But all right, so that's some fantasy racing, and let's uh, finish up with a little bit of i racing talk. The the expensive hobby. I need some money, and I need it right now. We do we do not end the fantasy segment without the sounder. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just to make Josh happy. Well that's that's like uh that's like uh Justin White on our other podcast. He loves to hear one of the other members sing a, one of the intros. So. Yep. So um How's iRacing going for you? You've had some ups and downs, haven't you? <laughs> Big time this week. Um, I started off the week, uh, Monday, no race. Tuesday, no race. Wednesday, um, we went to Homestead. Um, I actually finished fourth in that race. Um, it was actually probably half dis- distance race, which we'll go to Las Vegas on Wednesday with a cup car again. Thursday, that was awesome. I, there's a soup, There's a speedway on there called iRacing Super Speedway, and it's it goes back to the old school NASCAR 2003 days. It's a super speedway that's like four or five miles long, and it's it's nothing but long straightaways and high bank corners. It's a fantasy super speedway, <coughs> and we ended up racing there on Thursday, and I actually won. I finished the race. I door slammed. <laughs> we door slammed coming to the start finish line, and I actually pulled a squeaked it out by, you know, a couple thousandths of a second. So, Yay. 
And, and I watched that one, and there was one point in that race where he was Ricky, where he was literally Ricky Bobby flying through the air. Yes, his car was in the air, and had a um, had a one fast and, repair. So and fast repair instantly fixes your car from all issues you've got: engine, motor, you know, aero damage. It fixes fixes it in, 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 instantaneously. So. Um, one, like I said, one on Thursday, Friday, I didn't do too well. It was at Phoenix. It's just one of those where we had unlimited fast repairs. And if you know, you don't have it, you can just keep on going and going and going and don't really care what you're going to happen, what happens to your car. So you put it in situations you don't need to, um, Saturday didn't race Sunday. I woke up this morning and I actually finished fifth at Talladega. You so, raced last night. Oh well, I'm I put that in the rearview mirror. We don't talk mm. about official racing. We don't we don't want to talk about that. That was an actual atrocity. Um hey, you, you can't win them all. Fun. No, it was not fun at all. So you know, hey, we'll take it as it is. So um and again we've lost video. Whatever. Um Oh wait, it may be coming back. Anyways, this week let's talk about um let's talk about what well, first thing we'll talk about is how much, you know iRacing is, of course, that's why we play the I Want Some Money, because it is an expensive hobby, um, especially when you first get started. That's why uh, I don't do it. <laughs> the biggest thing we've got a problem, the biggest, not a problem with, the biggest thing is iRacing is subscription-based, so you know, you're paying $100 plus a year, um, unless you find you know a good discount, which is Black Friday, about you know get 25-30% off on Black Friday. Or if you start racing, you know, you get 40% off. When I started, I got 50% off and I signed up for two years right off the bat. So I got two years for the price of a year. Justin signed up here recently and only had 40%. So. I know. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, um, but once you get in there, you got to buy individual pieces, got to buy your individual cars and your individual tracks. Cars are usually about 10, 12 bucks. Um, tracks are about the same. You get to keep them forever. You do. Yeah, even if you stop racing, stop just get off our racing and come back in ten years. You still have access to it. And they do provide you with some cars and tracks. It's not like you have to, you know, yeah. start you right Charlotte, away. Charlotte, Daytona, you go. Of course, if there's any variations of tracks come out, you usually get those for free. Um for instance So um, you get you get the dirt track for free. You should Yeah, I should, they I mean they might charge five or six bucks for it, but more than likely or not, it's gonna be free. Um there was a couple of very like the Daytona Road Course when they put it in. Um, I got it. We you know, it was included. It was part. Of, it was free at that oh, point. Wow. So, um, you do get some cars, but I mean, like I, I mean, I pick my my gen, gen, genre, engineer, whatever you want to call it, um, or what I race. Um, and it's mostly NASCAR, so that's what I own. Um, I own. You know, once you get to the forty plus club, you get twenty percent off. Um, until you reach then, you need to buy at least three or more items to get twenty percent. And you know, you buy a couple of cars, a couple of tracks, um, and you can you can save some money in the end. Um, but once you reach the hundred percent club, if I remember correctly, I think you get an automatic forty percent off. But don't hold me to that. I haven't really looked it up here, but I know know that it, that discount is there. So, but like I tell people I race with, it's cheaper than therapy. So there, yeah, there you go. Everyone's got to find their own therapy, it. and it's cheaper than shooting. Because <laughs> shooting, you can't, re you know, I can reset the car and go back to racing again. You can't, can't I just can't just re, you know, have ammo just magically appear. So plus, it's something you can do when the kids go to bed. That is true. You can do it at dark. You can do it at midnight. You can do it at three in the morning. You can do it, you know, on your lunch hour if you wanted to. So, um, so we'll just we'll cover that. We'll cover maybe pedals next week. Pedals are one of the next big item ticket items we'll cover. So all right. 
Well, with that, I think that takes us down to our closing words because you start racing here in like 10 minutes. Um, I start at 8.30. Okay, so, so you have a little got, bit of time. I've got 45 minutes. So. All right, nice. All right, well, let's go into our... Well, before we go to the final... Hang on. Before we go to the final thing, we're going to start doing a new segment here. Maybe not yep. this week because it's been a busy week and some of us may not have been able to watch everything. But we're going to start a new segment, definitely next week, called the Dip Bleep Moment of the Week. Yep. That's Do you guys one. have anything that you'd like to nominate for the Dip Bleep Moment of the Week? Explain what that is. What's that Dip Bleep Moment of the Week? What would they be looking for? Basically, any bonehead mistake that either a driver would make or a crew chief or pit crew member or even something maybe one of the announcers said. Just something that sticks out to you is kind of something that was dip bleep. I'll go with, I'll start, I'll start. I'm going to pick Mr. Kyle Bush and his theoretical non, I didn't spin it, I'm not going to respond. That's a dip bleep moment of the week for me. Or was that an ingenious moment of the week? Ooh, it well, could be both. As as Earnhardt, oh. you know, Earnhardt, or not, well, he earned it from learning it from somebody else. If you if you ain't cheating, you ain't racing. <laughs> so well, sometimes dip bleep can be ingenious, but yeah, that's true. Go. But uh, his smart genius was no comment. That was the smart part of the week. I'm gonna I'm gonna say my dip bleep moment was right after during the during the NASCAR race, right after the second stage. They just got done reporting that people couldn't hear Kyle Larson on his radio. And then Clint <laughs> Boyer tries to dial him up after just reporting that people couldn't hear him on the radio and then got kind of, uh, well, kind of short with him when he couldn't, when he wasn't responding. I'll go with that. That's a good one. I don't think it was, I think it was being funny. But no, that is weird that they it would was do funny, that. But that's kind of dip bleep. So. Yep. Kind of interesting because usually what they do is they'll dial them up during the break before they go to them, and so I'm sure that was all planned out. And then, yeah, radio issues, but oh well. So all right, yeah, we can we'll we'll make that an official segment next time. But all right, we'll have some, we'll have some open intro music to it. Closing words. All right, Josh. So what was your favorite part of the week for racing? Um, my favorite part this week was the continued redemption story of Kyle Larson. Yes. Um, basically suspended for all the last year, losing his job for making a mistake, saying something he probably shouldn't have said, but, and then, uh, having to basically earn his way back and he's done real good this year with top 10, top five finishes. And then this week he just pulls it out and gets the win. Justin, what about you? Um, mine, I'm going to choose the dinger. I think that was probably my highlight of the week, watching him win and that that raw emotion come out. Um, that usually, like I said, you know, racing, you know, you get a microphone shoved straight in your face after a race. It brings out raw emotion, which is what I love about watching. You know, guys don't get to go and compose themselves and have a, have a press conference at the end. You get immediate reactions from these guys. And that's that that makes race that makes the racing enjoyable to me. You know, you got to see um uh Mr. you know, Ty Gibbs, you got to see his raw emotion. You got you get to see Chase Elliott's raw emotion after he won the championship. You get to see uh, Almondinger's um, raw emotion. It, it, that's what that's what makes racing fun to me, is seeing that. So that's my 
takeaway from the week is the raw emotion from racing. Nice. I agree that um, the raw emotion is great. All three winners were awesome. But I guess I'm going to go with um, John Hunter Nemechek pulling off the victory over his boss, Kyle Busch. Um, I really, that was, that was quite a finish. And I just thought it was so cool that he put it to the boss and he beat him. Cause Kyle Busch wasn't like, you know, he wasn't be like, sure, go ahead and win. Kyle Busch was trying his hardest to win and he could not beat his own driver. So that was awesome. All time winner in truck series. Yeah. And John Hunter earned it. And he, again, listening to his interview, it was awesome. And then also similar to last week, I just really been enjoying the restarts because they just been crazy. And so, so wild. like, the start of the race, they were going three, four wide, like the first lap or two, which is crazy in the Cup Series because it's like the race just started and you guys are all going crazy. But, um, yep. So, yeah, another good week. And uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us here at the I Want to Go Fast Racing podcast. Please like and follow our Facebook page at the I Want to Go Fast Racing podcast. You can reach us on the Twitter at Go Fast Podcast and by email at Go Fast Racing Podcast at Outlook.com. Also, please like our YouTube at the Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast and subscribe. And please like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast app of your choice like Apple, Google, Stitcher, Podbean, and more. And please be sure to tell your friends, your family, your loved ones, and your fellow race enthusiasts to check out the I Want to Go Fast Racing Podcast. And remember... Stay on the lead lap.